Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Health made easy. This is Melanie Cole's Health Radio. It's one of parents' biggest fears, especially when their kids go away to college or they're going to parties in high school, is binge drinking because kids don't really know how much they're drinking at the time. And then it's so easy for it to build up in their system. Very quickly, they play games, drinking games, and it's just so scary. My guest today, Dr. Lisa Lowry, she's the Division Chief of Adolescent Medicine at Helen DeVos Children's Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Lowry. So our, our kids go to a party, and I mean, I could drink 10 shots of tequila in 10 minutes because you don't feel the effects, but then all of a sudden you've poisoned yourself. Yes, true. What do and we tell our kids? So I think... The first thing is having the honest conversation. And unfortunately, a lot of parents find themselves having the conversation after they've had to pick up their child or after their child has come home drunk or or gone to the hospital. But having the conversation, hopefully proactively and saying, okay, you know, son, daughter, you may be in a position where you're offered some alcohol and this is how you should handle it. And really being open and honest, like you just said, you might feel like, yes, I can drink 10 shots in 10 minutes, however, you know, and and feel fine for that 10 minutes, but it's the after effect of um, poisoning and potentially even death. So I think one of the things, the fear of parents is if I bring it up, then I may put the idea in their mind, but trust me. They're already thinking about it or have heard about it or something like that. So being kind of proactive with kids. Well, I'm I'm a full fan of being proactive with kids when mm-hmm. it comes... I mean, talking to them about the HPV vaccine doesn't mean mm-hmm. they're going to go out and have sex. Very it, these, true. Yeah. These things we have to discuss with our children, and we have to discuss it again and again and again so that it burns into their brain. So besides mm-hmm. the, the, the alcohol and binge drinking... What we do? We show them scary movies of kids dying or car crashes or what else can we do? Well, you know that is the the kind of scaring or daring or fear because a lot of teens and young adults they feel like okay yeah I saw that but that's never going to happen to me because I know better or I think I can handle it. But having giving them tools, being proactive, okay, maybe even some role playing. Okay, you're at the this party with. Your, your friend and they're drinking, how are you going to handle it? And giving them the tools, whether it's, um, I heard one parent say, she tells her kid, you know, I prefer you not drink. You know, have, you can have the red cup, put soda in it and slosh it around and, you know, just continually filling it with non-alcoholic beverages. You have the cup and hopefully no one knows what's in your cup. So playing that game, um, you know, it's about drinking slow. If you happen to be in a situation where you're going to drink alcohol, then, you know, drink slow. You know, don't not do, don't do the chug-a-lug and the drinking games and things like that. And truly being honest with them and saying, no, you can't drink 10 shots of tequila and be fine. That's just not human. Um, what we have to realize is that the messages we're sending our kids through media, what they're watching on TV and things like that, you know, what do we what by watching TV and, and, and um, media, what do we notice? Oh, to have fun, you're supposed to be out drinking, partying, those type of things. And then I think the other thing is for parents, what kind of um, attitudes about alcohol are you yourself representing? 
Do you always have to have a drink at dinner? Do you always have to have something, be drinking at parties and things like that? How do you yourself handle alcohol? You know, and so because it's one thing a teen will say, well, you know, you're telling me not to drink, but every time, you know, you have the opportunity, you're drinking. That's true. Um, we do have to be really good role models. And in my situation, my kids see me have a glass of wine at night, but they see me have one glass of wine. They see me enjoy it with a meal. They see that it's more of a culture because I even talk to them about it and say, you know, I do not slam. I don't slam alcohol. I don't drink hard liquor. I'm just having a glass. We, I mean, we talk about it a lot, but another thing, and I'm, you're probably going to say this is bad of me, but I have, because parents always wonder, Dr. Lowry, if they should tell their children about their past, whether mm-hmm. it's smoking pot or drinking. And I kind of feel like sometimes you tell your children that stuff and it's a good thing. And sometimes it's not so much. It gives them license. But I have told my children about some nasty times I had in college throwing up, you know, just icky times. And so they they are like, oh, I don't want that to happen. So I'm hoping that that affects them. But is that a bad thing? Well, and you know what? I've heard good and bad reports about that. Me and, too. and some kids use it against it. Well, you did it. Now I can do it. But yeah. I think if you use it as a teachable moment, and that's the thing, you use it in context. I don't want you to make the same mistakes I did. This is what, you know, this is what I've learned. And again, the other thing, it's just not one conversation. It's multiple conversations. And don't think, oh, I'm going to wait till they're in high school. Or I'm going to wait till they're 15 or 16. Or I'm going to wait till they're, you know, driving or something like that. You need to have this, this conversation earlier and earlier because what's happening is you being a great parent, you're dropping them off at this house. I know the friends. I know the parents. And a lot of times this is where sometimes they're not being monitored and the binge drinking is happening. Well, and and that's the thing you have to know. And then that that goes to the point of helicopter parenting. And I mean, like with the throwing up thing, I told my kids, I said that was the worst feeling I have ever had. It was worse than, you know, going through labor. It was just horrible. It's a worst feeling awful. But you do have to know. If you can trust your kids, right? It's all yeah. about that communication. Yeah. So do you do you do you helicopter parent and call the house and say, I just wanted to make sure the parents are gonna be there and there's no alcohol? I think the best thing is not the helicopter, it's consistency. And, you know, kids, teenagers are smart little beings, but it's ha- continually to have the conversation and you have to instill some trust in them. And yes, they may make some mistakes, but let them know that they can come to you when they make mistakes. Um, I always tell parents if they call you and they've been drinking or under influence or their friends have been drinking or under influence and they say, hey, mom, dad, uncle, whoever, I need a ride home. You go get them. You bring them home. You don't talk about it until cooler heads prevail. And the next day you have that conversation. And because I tell them the parents and kids, the last thing you want to do is your kid getting in a car and getting in an accident and getting hurt or worse. Uh, but I think it's really being consistent. It's having a care, setting boundaries, having an honest conversation. You know, you can feel free to tell them about your past, but I think and make it a teachable moment and not a glamorizing moment. Um, but but again, having the consistent conversation throughout as as they go through teenage years and young adults. 
Well, I think so. I mean, it, it, it's definitely all about the communication, the trust. We start from a place of trust in this house and then work backwards. But the, the you know, if you break that trust, then you get a few more less privileges than you would mm-hmm. have otherwise. But you're right about the not yelling at them that night, not just agreeing, having a contract, I'll come pick you up. I will absolutely send a cab if I cannot drive or if it's whatever it is, I will absolutely not yell at you. And then we'll talk about it and there may be consequences, but they won't happen that night. So that kids can learn to trust their parents. So now wrap it up for us. Give us your best advice about binge drinking as the doctor that you are, the pediatrician that you are. Tell kids and their parents, if they're listening to this podcast, what you want them to know about binge drinking. Educate your kids about binge drinking, the dangers of binge drinking, and have a clear, consistent message and start early. Don't, you know, don't pick an, uh, some people, like I said, wait till their later teens. You might need to still be having that conversation when they're 11, 12, you know, and, and continue to have that conversation so important to have that conversation. If you have to draw up a contract, get your kids to understand that you're there for them, you know, build that trust, that communication, and tell your kids about the dangers of binge drinking and drinking and driving every parent's worst nightmare. And you do not want to end up in the emergency room or worse. So good advice. You're listening to Radio MD, and that's what we do here. The experts give us their best advice. Stay well. (laughs) 